Hello, how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media. We talk about tech news, science news, whatever tech and science stuff we feel like talking about. I am historian Matt, and I usually talk about AI and green energy and stuff like that, but today I'm doing something, going back to something I've talked about before, which is crypto. And my topic today is is this the end for for crypto? It is my only story. I got one because I think we're going to talk about it a bit. Uh, HK is on an adventure, got a last minute adventure going on. Hopefully he'll be back next week. So Dave, what do you got? So I'm Dave. I'm the producer of this and all the shows on Echoplex Media. Um, what I have is uh, I have a story about the creator of Clippy. And then I have a... Uh, Elon and Twitter are just not paying their cloud hosting bills. So take it away, Matt. All right. So is this the end for crypto? What does that mean? Well, if you've been paying attention to the news, any crypto cryptocurrency news, uh, you'll know that the SEC is suing both Binance and Coinbase. Of course, Binance and Coinbase are the two biggest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world. Uh, Binance is the biggest one, uh, but is not in, not based in the United States. Coinbase is the biggest one based in the United States. Both of them are being sued by the SEC for running unregistered exchanges. Sort of, they're they're being sued for um, selling unregistered securities. I think is what the actual. Uh, lawsuit says i'm not a lawyer look it up if you want you know all the disclaimers look it up if you want a little more information on that but i believe it is uh, uh, don't quote me on it but i believe it is because they're selling unregistered securities um separately the sec is also or in addition or whatever sec is also suing the ceo and founder of binance uh chang jim zhao known as cz directly because he's been kind of like flaunting it and you know in front of the in the sec that they've been selling all these uh unregistered securities um they're not based in the united states i think they're in hong kong i'm not positive on that uh probably should have looked it up but uh initially binance as i said it wasn't based in the, uh, in the u.s and they supposedly were not allowing u.s customers to access the exchange but then they kind of like, or you could find guides and how to's on how to use uh, VPNs to, to get around any restrictions or look like you're coming from a different country and still use Binance. Um, so they really weren't doing a very good job of that kind of compliance. And now the SEC is after them. Don't know what they can do being in another country, but um, yeah, it, sounds, it doesn't sound like they're gonna have a good time. On the other hand, Coinbase is a little bit different. They they are uh, getting sued for selling unregistered uh, securities, but Coinbase claims that the SEC had not released clear rules on how to register crypto exchanges and and uh, you know crypto assets for uh, sales on these exchanges. So uh coinbase is saying that congress needs to pass clear rules in regard to digital assets so they can actually follow the rules and uh do the right thing which is what they've they claim to be trying to do the whole time that's all i got uh what do you think 
Dave, do you have any any thoughts on it at all? I know you're not following it as much as I am. Well, I mean, I do listen to a lot of tech podcasts, and a lot of people said they kind of knew this was eventually coming. Um, yeah. That, you know, some people were, like, openly calling for it, like Scott Galloway on the Pivot, Pivot podcast was openly calling for it, and I believe Neelai Patel from uh, the Vergecast was also calling for regulation. And um, instead of regulation, I guess they're getting sued. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it is basically regulation because they're saying that they're running unregulated exchanges and they need to be regulated or they're not following some rules. But as I said, like I, Binance, it, it's kind of weird because there's there's Binance and Coinbase and they, they have different ideologies and um, different things going on. And Binance was basically saying, we don't ever want to be regulated. Don't Don't come after us. Don't touch us. We'll do our own thing. Uh, while Coinbase, on the other hand, seem to be trying to follow the rules and be a legal exchange in the United States, from what I can tell. I don't want to like, uh, they may be saying other stuff, you know, on their private servers. I don't know. But it's, it definitely seemed to me like they were trying to follow the rules and the rules were just not clear and the SEC was not not helping much. But about a month ago, Coinbase got a letter from the SEC saying, Hey, we're about to sue you. So heads up kind of thing, which is something they do apparently. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the rules around it would be. Would they be regulated similarly to like the New York stock exchange? Yes. That's what they're supposed to be. What's supposed to be happening. And, uh, but so all these, all the securities that are exchanged on the New York stock exchange or NASDAQ, they're all registered with the sec and they have to follow certain rules and, and everything's fine. Right. But um, crypto assets, like they kind of came out of nowhere. They're not assets that are made through normal legal means in, in the United States. Uh, so nobody was really sure how to, to register them. And again, as I said, these Coinbase is claiming that SEC, the SEC has not been clear about that. Uh, so I, it'll be some people are calling for regulation because you know, or the calling for this lawsuit even as well, just so that there'll be some clear rules come out of it. Right. I'm sure others just hate all things crypto and want it shut down, but we'll see what happens. So who would be the one registering the security? Would it be the exchange or would it be the creator of like the coin? Uh, it sounded like, uh, I, well, I don't know if the rules are totally clear here. It sounded at least, at least for some of them, the exchange would register them and say basically hey we're selling these uh digital assets um because some of them like bitcoin you know the most popular one the creator is gone like he's basically disappeared uh and other people are, are running it so i don't think they would be the ones to register it therein might lie a problem too right because yeah the you know <clears throat> unknown entity creates security that probably makes uh makes people at the sec um not too comfortable right and i would agree with him except that it's all open source so uh it's all in the open it's not like they're trying to hide anything um i don't know what <laughs> it seems to be pretty safe in that <laughs> that respect there are other coins definitely that are a little more sketchy. Plus 
there's a lot of people, there were some exchanges, I think both Coinbase and I definitely Binance were doing like staking programs where you take, you stake your coins, you put them somewhere to tie them up for some period of time and, and earn interest on them basically. And that was definitely the SEC had a big problem with that. Right. They're, they're um, operating as a bank. Yes, exactly. And you have to be a bank to operate as a bank. You have to follow certain rules. Yeah. Yeah. PayPal ran into all that stuff. PayPal ran into some of these problems, although PayPal wasn't really, you know, people don't just keep their money in their PayPal instead of the bank. Yeah. So I think some people do, but not many. (laughs) Well, some businesses will keep a, will hold a PayPal balance just because it's convenient, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think this is uh, very much different than PayPal, right? Like, yeah. like not long after PayPal came out, like just a ton of regular people were using it to buy things on the internet. And so yeah, like regular people aren't using Bitcoin to buy things on the internet. So no, not usually. No. So we'll, we'll see what happens here. I, you know, you, you know more about this than I do. Are, are you following the, um, like the, the sort of values of this stuff? Like, was there a dip as soon as this news dropped? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there was a big dip and pretty much the entire crypto market. I was actually kind of surprised that it wasn't a bigger dip because it was only like 15 to 20% drop, which sounds like a lot, but for cryptocurrency, that's like nothing. You know what I right. mean? That that happens if somebody sneezes. <laughs> right, it's just like for, for seemingly random reasons. Some, exactly. Some, some big fish thing- just sells off a lot of their crypto and can take take it down 10% even. Yeah. And this is like potentially shutting down the two biggest crypto exchanges. Like I would have thought that that would have been like Armageddon for cryptocurrencies. Right. Do you think, Uh, do you think a lot of people just like, do you think more, maybe more people than we might think are just kind of hold it in a personal wallet? Well, I, I think a lot of people are, but, and probably Percentage-wise, there's a lot more people now because it's been kind of in what they call the crypto winter for well over a year now. Uh, And a lot of the people who were really excited to be in it when it was going way up and you could, you know, anybody could make money off of it, they're probably all gone now, either lost money or sold out a while ago. Uh, And just the true believers are probably left for the most part. Right. And the true, I think the true believers are going to be the ones that are more likely to just have a, like a, have it on a thumb drive or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. or mirrored on a couple thumb drives, or I don't know how people would store it. I would, uh, there's a thing called a ledger the, or ledger, uh, which is a thumb drive that has special hardware in it to securely hold cryptocurrency. That's a common one. There's a couple of them like that, but ledger, I think is like the most famous one. Right. I mean, you could also just, you know, keep it on a, keep it on instead of the, the the device itself being secure you could secure the device by putting it in a safe deposit box or then you could just put yeah. it just have it on like a regular external hard drive in that case yeah though i wouldn't trust that i would are you able to if because i don't i don't know i mean i don't know that much about it am i are you able to keep duplicates of your wallet uh yeah okay that, yeah, you could, would, as far as I know, you can copy it because you can copy the file. Now, if you take one of those copies and you make some change to it, either send out coins or bring them in, like 
then you're kind of screwed. Well, no, you just have to recopy it. It's yeah. I mean, basically you recopy it, but actually what you're doing is you're saving the private keys. That's what you're copying around. So right. um, whenever you connect in, then that updates the, the actual um, uh, blockchain, right? That, that allows you to update it with your info, but yeah, you can copy that, that private key around if you, if you need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I Somehow. Mean, I, I don't know the details on how to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if it ends up that the exchanges go down and it, it goes back to being just the true believers, I have a feeling that it won't be dead, but it will certainly stop. It will, it will be seen as very illegitimate again yes because yeah. if if people are just using if the true believers are just keeping it in their own wallet then people are just going to use it for illegal stuff yeah and i think like a yeah. lot of the people who believed in it at the beginning thought that it was going to go the other way at some point that it yeah. was going to be as like as common as a currency like that a that a country might use i never yeah. thought that was going to happen but <laughs> You know, I think some people thought that, and I think, you know, this coming right on the heels of, um, of FTX, bad, bad for the bad news for crypto. I think, I think really bad news yeah. that, uh, yeah. that Sam Bankman freed guy. Oh man. What a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> well, weirdo. even like the FTX thing, I was surprised it didn't hit, it hit crypto markets in general kind of hard, but not nearly as much as I thought it would. So I don't know what this leads me to believe on. this leads me to believe that maybe a lot of the regular folks got out a long time ago. And yeah. so that's why it's not hitting it as hard because it's just a bunch of <clears throat> less well, and more and more true believers who are just going to stay in. Well, I think it's like most of the like speculators got out and the true believers are just holding on. So there's not that many sales, but just some people, there's enough people still in that, uh, kind of gave up you know or something whenever something like this happens uh, and that may be causing the, the the smaller drops but um not not as many as there used to be well we'll we'll keep an eye on it i you know uh the only reason i know about it is because i listen to you know the verge and um, yeah well it was a huge thing like yeah. this is a big deal yeah yeah <clears throat> but it's mostly being talked about in tech circles. I mean, I, yeah, you know, there might've, I doubt there was like on CNBC, I doubt there was more than just a quick mention of it or whatever you like on like financial, like in the financial times or whatever. I doubt there's like these going to be a lot of yeah. big articles about well, it. <laughs> I would, I would agree. Except I think CB, CNBC has their own like crypto show. So <laughs> I'm sure they covered it in depth there <laughs> that I didn't know. Oh, those people, yeah. those people are probably a little upset. They're like, well, crap. I guess yeah. probably looking for probably already brushing up on that resume. Yep. Well, that was interesting That's story. That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. What well, do you got? Um, I have a, I have a fun story and I have an Elon story. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the Elon story is funny, but not real fun. So the creator of Clippy at one point was embarrassed of Clippy and didn't include Clippy in his uh, portfolio. <laughs> and to be fair, for a time, everyone hated Clippy, including you, if you're listening to this and you knew about Clippy. Um, now, nobody hates Clippy. Everybody everybody loves Clippy now. There's jokes and memes <laughs> about Clippy. Um, his name is Kayvon Atterbury, 
and he does illustrations for children's books now. And uh, he no longer hides that he was the Clippy guy. He even went on a podcast, a YouTube show recently to talk about it. And that's uh, that's linked in the show notes. Cool. Matt, what do you so, what do you think about this? Did he did he design the image for it, or was he like involved in actually like everything the behind the you know scenes kind of th- stuff, the programming that went into it and stuff like that? Oh, he just he just drew it. He just drew it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he just drew it. You remember he was he was on that team for that thing called Microsoft Bob. Yeah, if you remember that, yeah. so he was doing illustrations for a lot of that stuff. Okay, yeah, because that's where Clippy came out of, or something. Yeah, yeah, it was related. And obviously, for a time as a designer, he because everybody hated Clippy, he yeah. he kept it off his resume, and now he's come back around and has embraced that's his cool. his um. Clippiness. Are they bring bringing Clippy back with like ChatGPT or something? I don't. I hope so. I hope they yeah, use that guy's like drawing and, now. I hope they use that guy's drawing and cut him another check. <laughs> yeah. But they probably already, you know, they own the intellectual property. But it'd be great if they got the same guy to come back and draw like a, a clippy for the modern age. Yeah. <laughs> the higher resolution one. Yeah. I don't know. Has paperclip technology changed much? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh Good, good on him. I saw that. That was on the register too. So if you're if you're listening to this, check the article out in the show notes. People at the register have a certain way about them. They they'll stuff like this. They'll definitely kind of you know their articles are a little more narrative and a little more fun. A little not yeah. so dry like a lot of uh, like a lot of tech news. So I guess I'll move on to my next one. And it's as 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 is often the case. I'm talking to Elon. Uh, Elon and Twitter uh, seem to not be paying uh, Google for their cloud bill. So not great. Not unexpected, (laughs) but not great. Um, Prior to Musk buying Twitter last year, uh, Twitter had signed a multi-year contract with Google to host services related to fighting spam and removing uh, CSAM content. That's child sexual abuse material content. Um, If they don't pay, their access could be cut off on June 30th. And they've also threatened to not pay Amazon web services. <laughs> Amazon web services, that, that's not hosted on that. That's just more of the filtering and abuse stuff, right? Um, I, you know, since this is the article that I got here is a, from Platformer and the long version of it's behind a paywall. I should pay for Platformer, though. Casey, Casey Newton. <laughs> good is, news. Yeah. Yeah. Casey Newton is a good reporter. Um, also would be supporting um, another, another gay guy doing uh, content. So that'd be good. But yeah, I, they have Twitter has some of their own servers, but they do use web services, you know, or web AWS and Google cloud for things not limited to just the filtering. I think they do do some hosting on there. I think it's yeah. um, some of the co-location is is done on uh, AWS and Google Cloud would be my guess. Yeah, because I am too cheap to get past this paywall. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know how. Like, I mean, I guess Google's just going to cut the turn it off, right? If he doesn't yeah. pay. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's uh, they're from what I read because I I did read an article on this not very in depth, but it sounded like there was a negotiating tactic. They're trying to negotiate, you know, to pay less to, to Google 
at least on that part for their uh, content filtering. Uh, and in the meantime, they're scrambling to set up other servers to do something similar, you know, on the Twitter side. But it, I feel like it's just it's going to be another disaster. <laughs> right, Twitter. Yeah, I don't. I don't have high hopes for any of this. I don't no. know. Like the other thing is like, I don't love no landlords, but I mean, the guy's not paying his bill. He has, he hasn't paid for that, for the Twitter building. He hasn't paid. Yeah. He's not paying. I don't understand how he hadn't been evicted. Like as a, as a business, you don't have like you and me is, and maybe you're in your case in Florida, the laws are probably dramatically different and shifted oh, maybe yeah. toward the, yeah. the, the, the landlord. But here in California, tenants have a lot of protection. But when we had a dispute with our landlord for my business a while back, um, several years ago, actually, when one of the times we had to move, we found out that uh, that's not businesses don't get those kind of protections. And I mean, that makes sense. You don't live there, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why that, I don't know, maybe the landlord is just thinking that Elon's eventually going to have, maybe the landlord's just letting him stay there for his, you know, for now and going to sue him. That's possible, but I will will have to say though that uh, um, there's kind of been an apocalypse of office space buildings or commercial buildings. I've uh, been paying attention to this sort of thing, and it may be that Twitter's doing this specifically because they know that the landlord is probably not going to be able to fill the space with somebody else. Uh, so they're messing around, you know, trying either trying to get better terms or just being a holes. <laughs> yeah. Know. Well, I mean, but by not leaving and not like trying, not renegotiating, I mean, all that's going to happen is like some judge is just going to just find yeah, eventually there's going to be, it's going to be a padlock on their door, right? <laughs> well, they'll get an eviction notice, but, or, but yeah. some judge is going to find in this property owner's favor, probably to the tune yeah. of several times the amount of the rent owed, right? Yeah, I would think so. Because like, that's the thing is that, and like, so the contract with Google is up. If, if they don't pay Google, Google's just going to sue them. And then some judge is going to yeah. award Google several times what, what they're owed or whatever. No phone. I'm not talking to you. Um, yeah. I mean, Google's going to cut them off first and then that's just going to be an apocalypse. <laughs> Twitter was just all their content filtering is going to go away uh, all of a sudden or a good amount of it. And who knows what crazy stuff's going to be posted on Twitter then. Well, yeah, and there was a, another article that I didn't include um, that maybe I should have included a link to, and it was talking about how this uh, the, the their organizations that like monitor like CSAM material online, and they've said that there's been an uptick since Twitter was taken over, even though yeah. Elon Musk claims that it was the other way that he got rid of it all. But I think when Elon Musk made that claim, he was just dog whistling to all the QAnon people, right? Yeah that's that's for another show yeah i don't know i don't i don't love no landlord but in this case rooting for the landlord <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just they just don't like elon musk don't know who the landlord is don't care hopefully it's a mom and pop but i doubt it I, it's probably some other corporation yeah so anyway um i guess i'll, I'll that was that's the show i guess i'll go ahead and yep. read, i'll go ahead and read the show out it is uh it's been real and it's been fun and it's actually been real fun this has been uh how the tech are you? We do this every week. Usually it's actually been coming out either Wednesday. The YouTube goes out every Wednesday now. Good job, Matt. I sometimes don't get hey. to it till Thursday because of the uh, intellectual dollar tree, which by the way, we have episode 200 of that coming up. So check us out. We're live on Twitch five or six nights a week, twitch.tv slash Echoplex media. 
and uh, you can support this project. Just go to echoplexmedia.com slash support. There's a bunch of ways to do it there. And um, I don't know, tell a friend about your podcast. Have a great Tekken week.